The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed to those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Well, Happy New Year and uh, welcome to our season-ending edition of the TOSD Toddcast with Coach Q right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network and also simulcast on the BMC channels and on belmontmedia.org. And uh, once again, uh, my name is Todd Bloniars from the award-winning Time Out for Sports Talk monthly TV show. Pleased as always to be joined by the ever-loquacious, and I only <laughs> mean that in the best way possible, nice the head word. football coach of the Belmont Marauders, Jan Kuman. Hello. Coach, I guess just want to also take a moment here to remind our audience that links to our entire season of conversations with Coach Q are available via social media. Follow Time Out for Sports Talk on Facebook and on Twitter. Our handle is at TOSTBMC. You can also follow the coach on Twitter at Q underscore coach and BHS footballs at Marauder Fball. And of course, uh, we have to start off. Uh, uh, with uh, with a lot of congratulations, and of course, because you get congratulated, you have to get. Oh, let's do it! For the last time. do the whole uh but uh well you know uh coach i know every year you've got the, the three goals uh you know the winning record uh the making the playoffs and beating watertown and this year for the first time uh congratulations a big three for three on the thank goals you. thank you and uh also kind of a little corollary goal uh another one that kind of popped in there too uh first time with a winning record in the middlesex yeah, league yeah absolutely uh, doing that uh by winning six year last seven uh, that came into play and of course you know i, I don't want to bury the lead here but i mean you know the biggest uh the biggest goal that got accomplished i think this year uh you you knocking cancer to the ground <laughs> Beating it um, is a submission, and congratulations thank on you. that. I mean, yeah, that really. I yeah. mean, first and foremost. I mean, uh, but I guess that just overall kind of makes it uh, quite a, uh, a unique year. And, and just yeah. talk about, you know, how, you know, uh, meeting all these goals and dealing with, you know, what you've had to deal with this year and uh, you know, these, you know, this, these last few months. I mean, it's yeah. Just been, I mean, it's been a, a. It was it was crazy, you know, that that when the season came. Speaking from a personal perspective, that when the season kind of came to an end. Um, I realized, I think for the first time, just how, uh, hard <laughs> it, it really was. Um, we were really blinders on during the course of the season, both with regards to the kids and, and with regards to treatment, um, and, and the cancer. And all of a sudden I got to Thanksgiving day, um, and we had that that great game, and you know, I went up and uh, saw my family after, and all that. And then I, I I woke up on on Friday, and I I don't think I've ever been so tired. Um, I just kind of shut my body down and shut my brain down, man. Um, so from a personal perspective, you know, um, in a good place, 
um, health wise, I'm good. You know, my beard's coming back. Yeah, I see that. Like, the, we could have the battle of the beards yeah, again. Right? I'm you know, glad for that. Good it's, to get that back. I'm getting my taste back. You know, slowly but surely, I'm back in the gym, able to do some things. So all of that stuff is still there. You know, cancer's a pretty insidious beast. So uh, I generally tend to reserve my own comments about the notion of beating it. Um, for okay. me, it's more just. You know, not that the percentages suggest that this is something that's going to happen, but, you know, I'm resting in preparation for future fight. Um, well, OK, fair enough. You know what happened? They were trying to convert on third down and yep. you stopped. Them. We got a that's good stop. You, you know, got we got a good, a good stop, stop and we yeah, got the ball back. And, you know, right. now we got to go down the field and score. Um, right. <laughs> and, and and so just, you know, from not that we're trying to make a lie. No. Well, I, I do on a pretty regular basis. You know, like people look at me and they're like, Q, you, you who have somehow been living under a rock or something and don't know what's going on. And they're like, Q, you look great. Like, you're just you know, you're, you're so thin and you've lost so much, you know, you've lost weight. Like they want to know what's your, your, what's your secret. And I look at them square in the face. I'm like, oropharyngeal cancer is just a winner for weight loss. (laughs) So I think you have to have a sense of humor, you know, about, about life. And, and, and so from a personal perspective, man, I'm just super blessed and super happy and, and, and really excited that kind of the perspective that I was gifted over the course of this experience seems to have not left me uh, yet as of, as of today, you know, that I'm kind of really excited day to day to be, to be here and to be breathing and to be up and and doing what I get to do and I you know I have a, a a much deeper appreciation for little things you know like I sat down today at at, at the restaurant Belmont Center and had a had a bowl of pho you know pho soup and and man was it good you know pho soup I'm not you all would say pho but I think it's pronounced oh pho. pho okay uh, yes I see it's and right, uh, the, uh, you know it was just like so amazing to sit down and and, and taste and and little things man are huge for me so for personally I'm I'm, I'm I'm great. I'm feeling really, really good. Um, from a football perspective, man, this was a really cool season. Um, it was filled with so much different stuff, you know, going all the way from, uh, you know, having a week out of surgery and, and, and just having me and, and Bobby on staff <laughs> um, and having to hire and getting a bunch of new guys and then getting a bunch of former assist to a former assistants coming back on board and playing a really elevated role and helping us be great. Um, and new guys chiming in and um, the identity of the kids and what it was that they were willing and able to do for me and for our program um, to start so slow out of the gate and have those three losses and then to turn it around and win six out of the last seven and to make the playoffs and to accomplish the goals and to beat Watertown and to have a winning record, man. Um, for me, it was, it was a... a it was a singularly, it was a singular season. Um, I haven't really had one like that before because football is kind of always, I said this to somebody in an end of season interview the other day, football has always filled an emotional need for me. You know, I feel like there was something that was absent in my life or missing in my life that I used football to, to, to kind of plug that gap with. It had done that for 15 years. Um, cancer destroyed that. So for the first time in my life, football wasn't filling an emotional need. It was just football. And it made it better, you know, and it made my my interactions with the with my coaches better. It made my interactions with my kids better. It made my interactions with the game better. And and I'm just so, so thankful um, to my players, first of all, and to my assistant coaches for the experience that we were able to all have together. Um, And I'm really excited um, to get to have another similar experience, you know, and, and, and to build on that perspective. So it was a really, really special year. It was a really, really, really hard year. Um, I wouldn't want to do that again. Uh, 
and yet at the same time i really would so i yeah it's a contradiction in terms yeah well i mean i i could tell obviously you know i think this you, you kind of said it there, how special a team this was, uh, especially the way you rebounded from an 0-3 start to the season. And and I got, a, I guess, a small taste of that, just getting to meet your senior captains yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, doing yeah. Uh, doing the uh, the Watertown preview, the that Thanksgiving was awesome. Day preview. That was, that, awesome. was, that was a fun show, and it was great to meet them and a good bunch a good bunch of guys. And uh, yeah. you know, I think they uh, probably, I think, I think you even said it on the show there, how they kind of helped you to get through uh, the season in some ways. Yeah, man. So, I mean, it's it's uh, it's. You know, it, at the banquet, you know, it was kind of a moment for us to, you know, that's kind of our, our first reflection back on, on what this year has been. It was a tough banquet for me to, to speak and to, to, it's very difficult for me to like put into to words um, how much I, I owe these guys. And, and I think what I said at, at the banquet was, and I'll say it again, um, is that, you know, I owe these guys a debt that I, I can't repay. Um, I can't, I can't repay the, uh, the couple hours that I got every day in that process, getting out onto the field and, and being with them. Um, they, I hope they know how much, how much strength it is that they afforded me, that they provided me, um, in the process. And I'm just so humbled by the support of the Belmont community and these parents. I mean, it, it was, I couldn't, you know, walk out of the field house without, you know, Jane Fox bringing me food and um, people checking in on me and, you know, making sure that I was okay. And, and, and yeah, um, it was a, a really, really special group of young men who took it upon themselves to, uh, to pick me up. And uh, it's, I think it's, it's, it's humbling when it's, something that exists outside the realm of, of family and blood, like blood family, you know, yeah. who's willing to do that for you. Yeah. Um, when it becomes somebody who, you know, is, is for us is like a part of our organization, you know, yeah. and is willing to do that for you. It's, it, it, it's a real, uh, uh, it's a gratification of what it is that we preach and what it is that we talk about. And, and we got to see it again too on, on Thanksgiving day with our, uh, with our alumni presence, you know, which was something that was really special too, but a similar, similar thing was there a pretty big was there a big turnout <laughs> I, I yeah I, I wanted um, to get to the game and we will talk about the game yeah yeah talk there about was the man there yeah. was I mean you know there was a whole crew from the last six years from and I'm sure there were people from other eras too you know what I mean but from the time I've been here in Belmont man mm -hmm. I mean there were representatives of every team and you know texts were flying in from from kids from now men from from those years you know yeah. and we took a great picture uh, at the end of it with myself and Pereira and Barge who were here at the very beginning with all of these kids. Um, it, you know, they were all up on the fence. They all had their letterman's jackets on. I mean, it was really, oh, that's cool. it yeah. was really, really cool. And yeah. that's kind of what we've been trying to create here is this notion that like what it is that we do on this field is for all those guys, you know, too. And, um, you know, for them to get to be a part of that. And, uh, it was obviously great to see them. Um, yeah. Well, sometimes. I can understand them wanting to turn out given, you know, what you've been going through over the last few yeah, months. Yeah, I mean, uh, we usually have a pretty to... good alumni turnout anyway, you know, they, they come back, our guys. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, just just super cool to see those guys. And, and, you know, now kind of scary. I mean, I just turned 38 the other day. So like, you know, watching these guys get older, mm. you know, and like, it's just awesome to see these guys and who they're who they're becoming you know the caliber of men that they're turning into is is really cool to see so yeah well wait till you turn 40 two more years yeah
And Ford uh, is a new thing. And then there's numbers beyond that too. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna not to give my own no, HOA. I'm trying to, I usually give my HOA just by the. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm, I'm in denial. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not there yet. Which is a, it's not just a river in Egypt. Not just right? a river in Egypt. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the State game. I, I want, you know, my goal here was not to try to get you all emotional and everything, Coach. Actually, I do want I'm to talk an emotional about emotional guy. I know you are. You know, that's what, that's what we love about you. But let's uh, let's talk about the game itself. You know, all, you know, hey, two in a row now. You guys on Thanksgiving beating Watertown, and this was an impressive one. I mean, you didn't have the uh, the freezing cold conditions no. that you had last year, but it was kind of windy and overcast. I actually watched a little bit of this game yeah, on yeah. my phone while I was out in Belchertown visiting hey, uh, nice. my mom for Thanksgiving. Of course, it kept buffering, so oh. I I was like, you know, I. I I'd see a big play and then all of a sudden buffer, but, buffer, yeah. <laughs> the ball's in the air. What's I've, I've watched the broad. I've, I mean, obviously it was uh, it was Watertown's uh, show this year, right. you know. So I, I watched the and Bob Caprillion does such a great job, man. Mm. And, and I so I watched the. He's broadcast. one of a kind. He, yes. Bob's, I, I love it, man. It's a Thanksgiving tradition every other year for me, yeah. as much as it is uh, coaching the game that I get to talk to Bob, you know. And uh, but yeah, no, I, it, it was a it was a game. Yeah, and you know, you guys started. Uh, you were down early, and uh, it seems like the turning point to me. And I actually kind of, I think I was watching right around the time that the game turned. You were down seven nothing. Watertown's driving. They get the ball down first and goal at your four, and uh, they're they're trying to punch it in. The, you guys make a great goal line stand, and then they end up missing a field goal. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're able to come back, you know, starting deep in your own end. You go all the way down the field and, and tie the game, Arna, with the, the long touchdown pass yeah, to uh, yeah. uh, Preston Jackson-Stevens. And, I mean, do you feel like that's kind of, you know, if there was a point where the game kind of started to turn a little bit more in your favor, that was probably it. And it started with the defense making yeah, a big stand. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were pretty excited about the defense even from early. I mean, obviously we had a good defense all year, and, and we knew that. I think Watertown knew that, too. Um, and they took the ball in their first drive, and they had the ball probably at about like the 35 or the 40, and they took a shot. We were able to pick the ball off. On their first possession drive, Preston came up with a pick. Um, and then we, we, I think we went three and out, or we went three and out and got a rough in the punter call, and then we three and outed after that. Um, it took us a little bit to get our offense going. Uh, yeah, they got a big play over the top on Preston. Um, you know, their first touchdown score was on a flea flicker. You know, so oh, that's I remember. Yeah, you know, I so that a double. I, it wasn't even like a flea flicker. It was like a double reverse option pass, right? Mm-hmm. They like throw the toss. The toss comes back to the reverse man. The reverse man well, hits flea flickers it to the quarterback, and then he throws. So we had, mm-hmm. you know, we saw run action, and you know, committed yeah. up, and we got beat over the top. Yeah. So you know. More trick plays from Coach Kakachi. Yeah, I mean, he exhausted we, the onside kicks a year ago, so he had to go to something different. I mean, John's a great coach, man. So you always know that every year yeah. there's going to be something like that in that in in that bag. I mean, our entire attitude towards trickeration on Thanksgiving Day is that their entire offense can't be that. So if you get seven points off of that or six points off of that, then you know, good for you. Congratulations. You still got to beat us with your offense. You can't do that all the time. They tried to do it again in the third quarter, and we stopped it. We almost picked it off. There were three guys sitting back there. We're only going to bite on that once. So, you know, it, it, and so when my guys came over from the sideline after giving up that initial score, I'm like, guys, we've been here before. Actually, last year we were here times three. So, like, I, I'm not worried. I love that on the first offensive series of the game or second offensive series of the game, um, they felt it necessary to go into their trick their trick playbook. That's That, that always encourages me. Um, so I was happy about that. Um, and then what I wasn't happy about was the big beat over the top um Preston got beat actually over the top he made the pick on the first series and he got beat I think on their third series um and then our defense knuckled up um and we had a good stretch run stop to the far sideline the going Watertown going right uh and then we had another stop going left um and then we copped a holding call which we declined 
um, in order to bring up fourth down. And I heard Bob and his commentator talking, why, would, why wouldn't you take that penalty? Um, this is high school football. So the field goal is by no means a foregone conclusion. Right. Um, well, even from where it was they are, pretty windy too. But the, the yeah. real, not yet though. At oh, that okay. point, the game is pretty calm. Right. But the real deal, and this is what I wanted to clear up. I'm glad we're on here. Okay. Is uh, my personal? I'm not giving somebody another shot at the end zone. If I take that penalty, it's third and eleven from the twenty-one. He can hit the end zone from there, and anything can happen. So I'm, I'm like, I'll take the three. I'm not giving you another shot at six. You kick this field goal from wherever, and you make it. You get three points. Good for you. Yeah. But I'm not. We just stopped your shot to the end zone. I'm not. I'm not giving you another one. Mm. Um, so we declined the penalty. They kicked, missed it, um, and we were started. You know, kind of able from there to to get our our at least one facet of our offense back on track. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, and then right. So, and then, uh, you know, second half, you guys kind of, uh, you know, uh, kind of turned it on more. The defense continued to play strong. You got the, uh, you, you know, you got uh, Arno throwing his, uh, his second of three touchdown passes. Good game for uh, yeah. for Avery in his uh, finale. Uh, uh, with All the, the pass the to Hubbard and the, yeah, and then uh, of course uh, later on uh, Hampton Trout kicking a field goal. And yeah, some little quick news there. Uh, obviously, I saw the uh, tweet that you had uh, posted on your uh-huh. your feed again at Q underscore Coach. <laughs> Congratulations, joining the NESCAC. Uh, yeah, off, off, to, off to Trinity. Yeah, I mean foot, we. That's a very good football. I mean they've been we're excited for Hampy man. He's a there. he's a he's a good kicker. He's he's definitely going to have a good career there. I mean, yeah, we you know we we saw I think we we had trouble running the ball. If you watched, the, if you were at that game or you watched that game, we had trouble running the ball. It was a, it was a pretty. Yeah, it was definitely. This was not your your Chad France. No, because that had been your formula through you know the winning streak. It was uh, a kind of a problematic. Uh, it was kind of a problematic day for us up front. We just were. They were doing a couple of things that were frustrating us a little bit. And and honestly, we didn't get the kind of game run blocking game that we wanted to get out of our offensive line. Um, you know, and and we just we got the run game going in the third quarter a little bit. We got a couple big runs from Chad in the third Mm -hmm. to set up the Hubbard touchdown. That was set up by Chad. Like Chad ran probably 45, 50 yards on that drive, if not a little bit more. Um, But our, you know, we recognized pretty early that we had some good stuff going on um, one-on-one on on the edge, that they were initially resigned to cover Preston and Hubbard one-on-one. So uh, we found Hubsy on our series coming out after the goal line stand, and that brought us to midfield. Um, and then I think we actually went four and out after that, right? Like we, we turned the ball over on downs, stopped them, got the ball back, and that's when Preston scored. Same deal on a, on a vertical pattern. Um, with a beautiful ball by Arno, um, and and it was in stride, and and we said, okay, we got something going here. So you know, I think it's really a credit to where where our team development has been over the course of the year that we didn't just keep banging our head against the wall. We kept testing the run out and going back there and going back there. But once we figured out that we had that in our pocket, and then the Hubbard touchdown was, um, we we had been running the ball third quarter. We finally got the run game going a little bit. Chad got a couple of those break tackle runs that we've been accustomed to all year. Yeah. We got down inside Tuna. Uh, Santoro brought us down inside the red zone with a nice carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we stalled out on like the three. And um, it was fourth down. And I was like, oh, we're going to kick it. And uh, Arno came over to the sideline and he goes, I won't say what he said, but he he, he said, don't kick it. And uh, <laughs> so we went out there and we had, we got, you know, Hubsy on a slant. 
uh, which is, you know, always been something yeah. that we, we pride ourselves on being able to convert that nine out of 10 times, you know? Right. So, and when um, it's been a successful play mm-hmm. for you in the past, as you said, yeah. Right? So. And, uh, that was a big play, you know, for us to, for us to convert that and, and for us to take the, to take the lead, um, mm-hmm. you know, there and uh, right no spotting them 20 points this year it's just you know you were able to you know really control you know to me like I said I felt like the second half you guys were pretty much in control I know Watertown did come back and tied the game up yeah and then uh you know that that set up the trout field goal and then I you feel had the, like uh, those scores are reversed I feel like really? I yep I think the I think the well, trout field goal came before the Kareem Monroe touchdown anything's possible I mean I just this is this I'm, was the, the I'm pretty the, sure the Globes I think uh, I think their so. order is wrong Okay. Um, you know, yeah. I kind of it did. You know, now that you're talking about it, and my your, your recollection is definitely better than mine, which is vague at best. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. It might have been yep. right because uh, I feel like we went up seventeen to seventeen seven. to seven, right. and then they and made it seventeen to fourteen. That's what it was, right? Um, and that field goal was a beast because at mm. that point the wind was cooking. Um, it was swirling hard right to left, and we got an offsides call on our initial attempt. They jumped. Mm. And so oh, we got right. five yes. yards. Okay, yep. But even so, I mean, what was the distance on that thing? 37, 30, 37 yards in a right-to-left wind blowing. Mm. with, And at that time it was raining, so the ball was wet. Like, that was, for me, like, honestly, Hampy's made some big kicks for us, game-winning kicks. But that that field goal was good from 47. Um, that was his, his kick of his career for me. Um, that's the best kick I've seen yeah. him make. And, um, and yeah. And then Kareem went in. Sending him off to Bantamville. Sending him off to Bantamville. <laughs> and then Kareem went in um, on a uh, the only touchdown that Justin Rocha has allowed this year, um, all year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Rocha missed a tackle. And Kareem is a, a really good athlete, you know, so – if you're not gonna get a good rap on him, he's he's gonna go. And so he went in for the touchdown. Um and then the last one is my favorite. I mean that was that was a, yeah. That was I, uh, yeah. The uh, right. That was a that was a deep ball, uh, or was it a? Because actually, I have to admit, I probably at that point had. Uh, I think we were getting ready to Eat. go to get dinner. Yeah, or yeah. something. But I mean, uh, we yeah, you know we had our, we had actually found Matt at the end of the second quarter on a post over mm-hmm. the middle of the field with about forty five seconds left in the half, the first half. So he had already had a catch. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't show up on the Globe report because he he didn't score. Right. Uh, that was a third and fourteen from the. Well, it, this was it, from the 13. Yeah, okay. So we were on the 13 yard line. It was about a third. I think it was a third and 17. So you were um, just looking to get it to the first down marker, and then what did you nope. No. Oh, you went. Oh, you went for. Okay. That was that was that was the deep one that you. Um. Yeah we we called a we called a a, a an assuming- everyday speed pattern that we have, but we tweaked it with what McHugh was doing in it. Yeah, and that's was where, Watertown in man at that. That's point, where or? that's where we were going. Um, they'd been predominantly in man on the outsides, but playing a little bit of a combo cover to our trips look. But we knew that yeah. we were going to be able to get some isolation up the seam with Matt, so we just said, "Let's go." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll punt it on fourth down. We got the lead. Fortune favors the bold type deal. Um, <laughs> You know, I I walked up the sideline afterwards, and this is, you know, that's the call of my career. You know, trip scissors esco, like that. You know, third and seventeen, um, and Matt caught it at about the fifty, and then spun out of the tackle and ran yak wow, the yeah. remaining thirty seven forty yards um, for the score. 
You know, I remember in, in some of the early season games that we actually broadcast um, that McHugh, it seemed like they were, you were trying to work him in. He was kind of a, a big part of the offense. And then, you know, obviously I didn't see, you know, when, when you guys started on the win streak, um, you know, I, I didn't see as many of the games. But I also, looking at, like, box yeah. scores and stuff, I didn't necessarily see Matt showing up a lot. Like, so I guess it was kind of nice that, you know, he got off to kind of a big start where he was getting a lot of targets, and then he, he kind of closes out yeah, the season. Yeah, I mean, our, our um, target our target wise is, you know, Preston, uh, Zach, and Rocha are the three most targeted receivers throughout the season, and and McHugh comes a little bit after that. Um, you know, I don't think that we're ever um, going into a season or anything like that saying, you know, this is who we want to be the focal point or whatever. We're, we're looking week to week to good matchups and who can we get into what space against what defense that we're playing with and, sure. you know, what's going to be successful there. And so, like, you know, if if – you've got a great receiver, you know, we've got a bunch of them, but if, you know, they've got two lockdown corners and those lockdowns are on Hubbard and Rocha, then Preston and McHugh are open. And if they're on, you know, McHugh and Preston, then Hubbard and Rocha are, are in right. good matchup situations. So that's that's more along our, our lines. And for, for that play, it just happened to be kind of something that we thought we could get. And um, sure. I mean, normally in that situation, I'd, because there were like two minutes left, I'd run the ball into the middle of the line, kill clock, let it tick down, call a timeout, punt it, and make them make something happen with a minute 45 left instead of throwing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it worked. So but, uh, Yeah, so so in your first win at Victory Field, and so that had to feel like, uh, very satisfying. It right? was, I mean, man. I got, the, I got the water dunk. They got me really good. Well, better than last year. At least it didn't feel quite as cold. Oh my god, it was so cold. (laughs) Um, And they got they got me good. Like they they got me good. Yeah, it was it was great to win at Victory. I mean, it's always great to win in that rivalry. Obviously, now we're two and four in my time against Coach Kakachi and the Raiders. And um, you know, we it's you know Watertown week is a season in and of itself. And and so like winning that, yeah. I mean, I was I was uber emotional. Um, by the time we got to the to the to the group huddle, you know, um, we went down the line. I got the dunk. We shook hands. Um, the alumni were out there, and then I got into the huddle, and uh, uh, Mr. Davis came out of nowhere and gave me the game ball, and um, I just I I I pretty much collapsed into uh, Bob's arms, <laughs> um, and and uh, I don't know if that was before the game huddle or after. I, I've never I I don't I don't honestly Todd I. <laughs> Sounds so cliched and we're like I I don't remember. I remember kind of just collapsing into Bob and mm. sobbing. Like not just like the football, yeah. like I have tears in my eyes. I'm so proud of you guys. Like it was just everything came to uh, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like just literally like heaving sobs in this kid's shoulder, you know. Um I was It's I, almost like you'd been like corked up all of a sudden. Yep. Pulled the cork and, and it just and it just it. Yeah. went. Um, and, and then I think we got in and Jim gave me the game ball and I mean, it's sitting in my house on a mantle right now, man. Like that game ball is to me more special than the, than the win one uh, game ball that I have, which is pretty much the only other game ball I have right now at this point in my career. And, um, man, that was well hey. something, you know, it's just something that's very, very very difficult to to describe and to recreate and and i'm just you know really glad that i got to to have that experience i think back to 
my diagnosis and how scared I was that I wasn't going to get to do this. And, and, and that's why, you know, getting to kind of be out there with those guys and, and get them that win. And they're, they're able to get it for themselves and gut it out. And just, yeah, I mean, it was a, a cacophony of emotional voices at one time. Um, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And it's just a high school football game. So that speaks, I think a little bit to the power of what it is that we get to do in this thing. If you're, if you're bought into it. Yeah. And, and I just, it just feels like the, you know, given everything that you were going through, uh, you know, the, the fighting the cancer and then having, you know, just having this winning season, it's, uh, you know, I think it's kind of, you know, I think it's rather serendipitous that the team just had this kind of, you know, special season to begin with. And, you know, I'm you know, reading here, first winning season for Belmont football in 10 years. Wow. I remember a year ago we were talking about Watertown had had 10 straight winning seasons uh, prior to the Thanksgiving Day game at Harris last yeah, year. Yeah. So it's almost kind of like the, the, the rivalry has maybe started to turn here. Yeah, and, I mean, if you look and, at this uh, thing historically, we talked about it in the, in the captain show, yeah. right? Like these things come in bunches a yeah. little bit, you know? So hopefully we're on a little bit of a run here or whatever. But, you know, I think, again, we're just, you know, we'll we'll reset and, you know, worry. Right now we're we're worried about the offseason. You know, right now I'm, I'm thinking about Wednesday workout. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll think about – then I'll think about Thursday. Then I'll think about Monday next week. And I'm not even really at next fall anywhere close yet. Um, you got some time yet. We got a little <laughs> bit of time. You know, I'm you just savor uh, this one. I mean, this is you know, I mean, this has eh, been kind of you know, savored. Yeah, okay. Oh, I took okay. I took my month. It's it's savored. Trust me, like yeah, yeah. it's in the memory bank. But you know, sure. I, I, all of us who are football guys, I think you know, man, like okay, next. But you yeah, know? well, but it's also right. It's the cumulative, you know, of uh, the fact, you know, this is year six of, of your program, and, yeah. and what you, you know, you've just kind of seen this build, and then of course what you had to deal with on top of that. But all, you know, I, I can, you know, I just think that like one of the things too that's really important to remember is like, you know, like I remember having this kind of decision point when they told me that this is what was going to be going on, and I had to choose if I wanted to do this quietly or not, and. Um, contrary to popular belief, I'm actually a pretty quiet and uh, private person with regards to like me. You know what I mean? Like, would you consider yourself an introvert? Stuff. Yes, I'm a social. I'm wow. a so, as crazy as that sounds. I'm a. I'm a and yet so- these podcasts work. I don't know. That's <laughs> amazing. I'm a social introvert. I'm, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm good at having conversations and communicating, but yeah. it takes a lot for me to do that. So I, I wanted to make a decision as to like. Am I going to be public about this or am I going to just suffer in silence and tell my team because they're going to see it, and, you know, um, and the decision to talk about it wasn't rooted in the notion of um, everybody look at Q and how strong he is because um, I'm not um, at all, man. A, when I look at my treatment regimen and I stack it up against the people that I got to know in it, I'm not strong comparatively at all. Jessica, who was fighting a brain tumor and was going through 70 over radiation treatments, she's strong, bro. I'm not strong. That was stage three, you know? So that's A. It was more the notion of, like, look at the power of sport and community to support people who are dealing with things that sometimes seem overwhelming. And there are a lot of people in our program, um, kids, coaches, and parents who are dealing with things that are overwhelming. And football and sport in general, but 
football in our program in particular can almost uniquely provide strength and stability and love and in this you know world that's swirling with so much negative to be able to look into the depths of a sport and see that that's what i wanted to show that's what i really wanted for people to look at this and not be like oh my god look at q i want people to be like man look at sport like look at football look at community and look at love you know and this notion that that you know 65 70 people can can come together and support and lift up and work and confront the darkness and the obstacles that we confronted um including the obstacles that some of our kids had to confront that that you know we don't we don't share because we shouldn't because they're they're kids and it's mm-hmm. theirs right you know and like that for me is um the message of the season for me is like i have even more faith than i had before in the power of love as um the singularly most powerful force in the universe um it's that's what i wanted people to see and 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 i don't know if we got that message all the way there um because i'm loud um and and but that that's more of but what, introverted but introverted <laughs> loud but introverted it's just a it's just an act it's just a shell uh uh-huh. no not not entirely of course but like no you know i don't know i don't know how 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 successful i was in in, in relaying that message i i'm sure some people looked at it and be like man like i'm sure there are lots of people who were sick and they're not talking about it and look at him out there talking about it like trying to use his cancer to get attention and um I never, you know, through all of our conversations I, I, I throughout the season, I, I never got I that I didn't, feeling or I didn't want to give that because, honestly, yeah, I didn't. really didn't want attention, man. It, 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 you know, I, I didn't like how I looked. It was That was probably one of the hardest parts of the entirety of it was, was uh, having to look at myself in the mirror. You know, I didn't I – didn't, the, the man who was looking back at me didn't look like the man I'd come to know over 37 years of life. So like I was, that was, that was one of the hardest pieces of all of it was just like, what the deuce, man? Like this is, this, this is, this is doing something to me. Um, and I can't stop it. And that, so, so yeah. So like that, yeah, that was kind of the end game. Um, I hope we, we were, we were able to, to do that. Um, and most importantly out of all of it, I hope that we were able to show our kids that, um, I hope that, that all of the guys on our team and especially our seniors going off into the world were able to derive um, an understanding not of my strength at all, but of theirs um, and to take that with them um, as, they, as they march forward because we got a, we got a good crop of uh, young men this year and I'm excited to see what they do. You always got a good crop coming up here. Uh, you know it's yeah. uh, but uh, we got, we got good know. kids, man. we're lucky. we're lucky. Speaking of those seniors, any uh, okay? Any other uh, updates on any of the players um, besides? Uh, there's some Trent? stuff. There's some stuff in the works. You know, um, Justin Roach is making his decision, and and uh, Ryan Santoro is making his decision. I think Zach is going to go to Northeastern, uh, which is what he's always wanted to do. So he's, I don't think, going to play football in college. Zach Hubbard, um, Ryan Hoffman is still exploring around. He's obviously a. a, a Lacrosse and a lacrosse it, yeah. player too, but you know he was voted by the coaches of the Middlesex as an all-league mm. um, offensive lineman 
Um, so, you know, I think he's somebody that actually could play a little defense. I did, I did take a peek at the, because uh, there was a possibility that you and I were going to work a hockey game together. And yeah, I, I did see Justin and Ryan's, uh, Ryan Hoffman uh, listed on the, and boy, Rocha, a two-time captain. He's a captain on the hockey team, yep. too. Uh, Justin's a stud. He might be a baseball captain, too. He might get all three. Wow. Um, and so we're, we're waiting to see where, where some of those guys end up. They're okay. kind of weighing options and looking at the money. And, you know, I mean, I was just talking with uh, – uh, Joe Hurley's dad over at the Lions Club, man, he was talking to me about college expense and what college costs now. Mm. I know it's just it's like, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> like, why you. Even, like, I knew they yeah. had gone up, right? You know I know. I mean? but, yeah, but, like he started throwing some numbers at me, and I was like, "What?" It's like four years for for us is like you know one year now. It's, it's uh, insane. You know, it's really yeah, it's insane. It is. No, there's no question about it. I mean, that's why you hear it's. It certainly is a talk in Washington. Why you have you know different candidates are you know talking about trying uh, to offer up you know. For, I mean, getting, it's just. I'm just it's, saying, yeah. but it's a major it's just, issue. It's just, yeah, it, it's, and it should. And it and, should. And be. it's not fair because there's a lot of bright kids out there that aren't getting a chance to. to well, be able I mean, to our general. Their, I think you know, our general, like, not to get it completely off base, but like, I think our our general attitude nationally is our approach to education is a little bit off the rails. Um, both in terms of, you know, there are so many things that we could do, obviously money into public schools, uh, especially in areas of need would be one. But another big one is, um, you know, America has always stigmatized trade schools, which I think is horrible, you know, um, and we've prioritized college degrees, but to the point that a bachelor's degree has kind of become a replacement for your high school diploma. You know, a, a BA now is what a high school diploma was to, uh, to us when mm. we were graduating, you know, and, and now you need a, a master's in order to be competitive um, in a in a kind of corporate or commercial or white collary setting. Um, and then, you know, there's 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 really no um, diversification of path, you know, and I look at a, a, a country like Germany where um, you either, you know, you do your Abitur, which is your university track, your examination track, um, or you do the Fachschule, which is a trade school. Fach is, is, Fach is trade. So you oh, do your okay. Fachschule. And, 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 you know, but in Germany, that's a very respected and, like, you know, arduous track. And it should be here, too. And it is, you know. And I know a lot of kids, man, who are bright kids who are off at the Vogue doing great stuff. And mm -hmm. everybody's like, oh, you're at the yeah. Vogue. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, I guarantee you yeah. that that kid is going to be richer than me at 27 than I am right now at 38. So, sure. like, yeah. you know, joke's on who? Uh, right. <laughs> you yeah. know? Right. And, and and so I think that's kind of one of the things that, that, to me, like from an educational perspective, that we could stand to take a look at as a country because um, – you know, I, it's ironic that I say that as somebody who just walked out of education, but, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, at least traditional education, I say. Right. Um, but yeah. Well, I know you had, yeah. I mean, you, you had your own reasons for that, which we don't need to get into on, yeah, yeah, on yeah. this show. But this, uh, as we're kind of uh, wrapping things up, I, I suppose you'll probably already answer this, but I'll give you the opportunity. Um, is there anything else you're going to remember about this 2019 uh, season that had so many, so much success going for it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I would probably just say, for me, very little things that that stick in in my in kind of in the the craw of my memory. Um, you know, one of them was uh, I think it was like we were maybe three or four days out 
Um, and we, I think we mentioned this as a, just as a memory, but uh, uh, Justin's dad, Dennis, brought his his chili. Um, after it was like a Tuesday before Thanksgiving practice, it was wicked cold. Like we, you know, mm-hmm. type of cold you come in that when your hands start thawing out, they hurt brutally. You know, and yeah. so like everybody's like in front of the heaters and trying to get warm after practice, and you know, in walks. Yeah, he had told me he was coming, but in walks Dennis with you know his. And if you haven't had Dennis's chili, you should, you should, you should. Um, so that well, mem- okay, yeah. where do I go? That, <laughs> I I'll, to- I'll put it in order for you. You <laughs> okay. got to You got to know a guy. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Um, and all of us kind of sitting around the table in the coach's office and just kind of eating chili, you know, um, and talking and laughing and telling stories and jokes. And um, I kind of just like sat back for a second and. Um, it was kind of this culminating moment, similarly to like when the alumni were all out on the field with us after Thanksgiving and say like, look at what we look at what we made. And I say we and all the guys who came before the assistants who are here now and the players like literally like look at what we made. Like, look at this. Look at this thing that we built. Um, feels really cool to do that. Like we made that. We as a family made that. Nobody made that for us. Like we didn't have any help. We had a lot of doubters. You know, Jim took a risk on a young, unproven coach. It's not like I won a Super Bowl here or won the Middlesex. Let's not go nuts, man. We have other goals. This is the end of phase one. But, like, look yeah. at what we made. Look at this environment. Look at this culture. Like, we came in here and we said the one thing that we're going to do first and foremost is we're going to bring at least culture of football back to this town. And I, I think we've done that. You know, our stands are filled on game day. The band is rocking. You know, people are eating food. Their student section is filled you know, we're competitive. We were competitive in 11 games this year, mm. 10, 10 games. Yeah, we were competitive well, yeah. in 10 out of 10 <laughs> games this year. You know what I mean? Except for, sorry, 9 out of 10 games, Danvers. Right, yeah. Um, right. You know, and, like, that's what we wanted to build. That was our that was our first goal. And and so for us as a, as a staff and for me as the head of the staff, it feels really good to look at it and be like, man, we, we – made something it's like painting a picture and looking at being like oh that's pretty good and that's like the other degree of difficulty which i know i brought up early in the season was the fact you guys only played 10 games which was going to make you know reaching some of these goals a little more difficult but it didn't seem to to stop you guys once you got going. yeah i mean you know we you just need a couple couple balls to bounce the way that you know you need them to you know we get in that we win that wuburn game but you know we needed bill record to lose and they did and you know We've had our share of bad breaks over the last five, six years, and we were able to get a good one. And, um, but yeah, it was that. That to me is the is 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 my fondest memory. It's like that we've been able to build something pretty cool here and um, pretty special. Um, and hopefully, the 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 young men who have come through our program in those six years feel similarly about it. Um, and they, they carry a good high school football experience into their life um, and on to something bigger and better because, again, for the kids out in Radio Land, you know, one of the things we say in our program on a regular basis, um, you know, I'm always reminded of, you, you see Varsity Blues. You remember the Varsity Blues? I actually, if you can believe it, I've seen a lot of football movies. That's one I haven't never seen. seen it. I've never seen so it. So John Voigt plays yeah. this, like, evil, sadistic, high school football coach in mm-hmm. Texas and there's there's a line in it where he says 48 minutes for the next 48 years of your life you know and like we're the opposite of that 
if playing your Thanksgiving Day football game at 18 years old is the highlight of life, I'm I have a problem with that. I know. You, As you, I've you, brought, you brought that up. And on like, this, so, so like for me, I want our guys to have a positive high school football experience to experience what it, what it feels like to play in games that matter um, in front of crowds who want to see the game. That's special, but also to be able to take what it is that we have in our program and apply it elsewhere um, in whatever they choose to do, whether that's college or work or the armed services or police, fire, first responder as, as husbands and fathers and whatever else it is that they choose to do with their lives, man, to be able to take some of the lessons that we teach within our program and make it, you know, salient in, in a larger existence. Well, when you, when you see those, when you saw the alumni at Thanksgiving, I mean, do you kind of already see some of that message? Yeah. I mean, I got a super nice text from Nick Ryan, who was one of our first captains, um, after Thanksgiving, who, uh, is a Lieutenant. He graduated from West Point and is now a Lieutenant, um, commissioned Lieutenant in the U S army, you know, and like to, talk to like a you know kid like nick and just be like man you know that first class they're all graduating college you know like the max jones class like they're out and they're out wow. the, right it's crazy <laughs> yeah. right you remember that class I, you I was saw those you max were calling jones those touchdowns. games like, I know, yeah. they're out they're out they're out mm. in the world yeah. like they're doing things and it's just like man you know it's 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 a uh it's a gratifying it's scary but it's a gratifying feeling to say like I hope we played a small role in helping those guys get to where they wanted to be and and now just watching them do what it is that they do uh and you know like a kid like Nick and being like yep like this man is now in a in a life or death role responsible for you know the the lives and futures of the men and women under his command um man that's that's I don't know if cool is the right word for it it's because that's a heavy obligation, but like Nick's a good dude for that, you know, and like, look at that. Like, that's special. Yeah, there needs to be a, so, a more distinguished word for uh, like a cool yeah, on it. Right. Like a distinguished cool. cool. Yeah. So right. you look at this, like, <laughs> you know, like, and then you're like, oh, like y'all, yeah. y'all won on Thanksgiving, you know, and I'm like, mm. that's, that's the cool, like, that's yeah, cool. Know, like, it's right. cool that we won. Don't get me wrong. I'm psyched. Woo, football. But like that mm-hmm. dude, look, look at that dude. Like this dude's going to medical school. This dude's going to law school. This dude's starting his own business. I'm just like, yo, this is what it's really like. Right. I got into coaching high school football to mm-hmm. experience that. And I've been able to experience with other kids. Cause you know, this is my first time as a head coach, right? It's yeah. always been as an assistant coach. And I'm like, Oh, look sure. at all these kids who are doing cool stuff. And I played a role in that mm-hmm. for sure. We played a role in that, but like, this is the first time that as a head coach, it's like our program, um, and watching these guys do it. So yeah, man, it's like, wow, it's awesome. And I would encourage, uh, just talking with some of the young, with the youngsters, you know, like I would encourage people who are heading into high school uh, to give football an opportunity, man. Um, there's a lot of negative that swirls around our game, and 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 um, I would encourage parents and kids to be willing, at the very least, to have the conversation. Um, because if we're going to have the conversation about the negatives of this game, um, and if that conversation is going to be slanted to the experiences of high-level collegiate players and professional players, 
And I think at the very least, we as high school coaches deserve the opportunity to talk about the positives from the level that we play in the region that we play. Right. Like, what are the benefits that you're going to get from playing four years of high school football? Those voices deserve as much. And like, give it a shot. Give it an opportunity. Um, and, you know, now now Chief McIsaac. Um, so congratulations to, to Chief McIsaac, um, you know, has done a great job of trying to bring that back to the to the younger kids of Belmont, to the seventh and eighth graders of Belmont and the middle school team. And, um, you know, we're really excited to see where that continues to go as, as we march forward in the future because we've got a great crop of eighth graders who are coming in next year uh, to start their freshman year. We're fired up about them. Well, I do want to uh, bring this up uh, a little bit. There was an article in yeah. the, uh, the Globe last week. Uh, uh, big news uh, about the future of uh, high school football here in Massachusetts and the MIAA. Uh, a, a new uh, playoff, a, a tournament proposal is uh, out there. And uh, if it gets approved, which uh, in the coming weeks uh, – uh, they are going to try to get this approved. If it's going to, it's going to take effect in two years. So uh, the upcoming 2020 season would be the last one played under the current tournament format. And in this one, uh, it looks like some of the ideas were things that I know you and I have kind of discussed on yeah. on this program. Um, with uh, you know, kind of all of the uh, Division three schools, kind of all you know, playing uh, you know, kind of against each other throughout the season, it may mean that the Middlesex League, as we know it, um, might be over uh, to some degree yeah. because obviously half the teams you play in that division in the Liberty Division are D one or two, and uh, you know, so it's gonna. This could uh, take a little bit of uh, getting used to, but ultimately, I think for all the things you just talked about, and uh, you know, uh, some of the positives of the sport, and trying to have everyone, you know, schools of similar sizes and and whatnot, kind of playing against each other, sort of kind of balancing out the playing field a little bit. Yeah, and what are your uh, I mean, I know I I kind of kind of threw this on you tonight because you've been still sort of you know and you know traveling around and, and stuff and you didn't get a chance to see this. But do you have any kind of initial? Yeah, thoughts I mean, to I you know I I'm I'm kind of at the point where I'm like whatever whatever we're gonna try next is what we're gonna try. So let's just go and and you know my job as a coach is not necessarily to think about what the tournament structure is gonna be, but to try and win it. Um, you know, sure. and 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 so that's more of you know, where my focus is, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about it before. Like I'm a little caught between a rock and a hard place. Cause like, I like the Middlesex league. I mean, I was a Middlesex league D coordinator and now six years. So I've been in the Middlesex for eight years, um, in total, you know, and I like our league. I like the guys that I coach against. Um, you know, I like how passionate we are about football and in, in this little corridor, you know, because we are like the guys in that room, you know, Jack Belcher, John Fiore, um, you know, it's Bob Almeida, um, you know, uh, Robbie DiLoretto this year, um, Wally Dembo, you know, like we're we're passionate about Craig Turner. You know, like, we're passionate about ball, Jack Rafferty, you know, and um, I like that. And the rest. Okay. Yeah, and, the, and the rest. <laughs> I don't know who I who I missed. Mike Hill that, knew okay. at Lexington, and um, it's okay. They'll forgive you. They'll, it's, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Um, Tim Morris, Melrose. Don't want to forget oh. Timmy Moe. Oh, Super Bowl. Okay. Timmy Tim Moe. Hey, yes. Uh, well, he's a, yeah, he's right. a savage. He's a Hall of Fame coach in the making, you know. And uh, um, so I like that. Mm-hmm. 
but also at the same time, like it's just it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know? Um, so on the flip side of it is like the emotional side of me is like, yeah, I want to keep playing in the middle sex. Uh, and the rational and pragmatic side of me is is it's every other state in I, I'm pretty sure like every other state out there has has abandoned this notion of conference identity. Um, so I, I provided that we are um, I have two issues. One, I'm not gonna make any friends with this again. Uh, if anybody hears what we're talking about outside of our regional market base, one is um, as long as we're making schools that like as long as we're making sure that we're really dealing with equitable enrollment here across the boards between the central, the west, the north and the south. I think division is great. And then you can kind of play either a randomly generated or a mix and match divisional schedule up until whenever the playoffs start, yeah. top eight teams go to the bracket, you play the bracket, the losers go to a consolation bracket, the non-playoff teams enter their own bracket, and you finish with a full divisional seating in each region, and you're good to go. Um, to me, that makes you know the 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 most um, the most sense. Although it will make for a lot more travel, you know, potentially. Well, but yeah. I don't necessarily see that as a horrible thing. I mean, like, it's cool to go somewhere else. You know, like we got to go out to Beverly to play this year, and like that was awesome, man. We got to play at Hurt Field, and like that's not something that Belmont gets to do a lot. Andrew Morenci's the head coach out there. We hadn't seen each other since we coached together in the Shriners game like eight years ago. You know, okay. so like I got off the bus and I'm like Morenci, and he's like Q. <laughs> You know, I didn't even know you were there at Belmont. I was like, I didn't know you were at Beverly, which we probably should know, considering that we're like playing each other. Yeah, in you're right. Weeks. You know. um, yeah, I think we did kind of talk. Yeah, that you know, game. we were just like <laughs> watching. We were just watching film. You know, like I didn't even yeah, think about yeah, right. it. And uh, um, so that's one aspect. And then the uh, is that makes sense to me. And then the and then the the second is that um, I'm not gonna make any friends saying this. Massachusetts needs to make a decision about what it wants to do with schools that are capable of recruiting that are playing in the same leagues as schools that do not have that luxury. Like uh, St. John's Prep, mm. who plays in the MIAA, right? But they're the prep. They can pull. They can get who they want. They can give money. They can do whatever they want. Like, what? Go play in the ISL. Yeah. That's, you, seriously, that's like, right. you guys are a private school. You guys are – we don't – we as public schools do not have – Unless we're like, there's usually know, been a distinction between uh, public. <laughs> you look and at like private something schools, like Detroit. Yeah. You know, like Detroit has an awesome thing where like the public schools play their own schedule and playoffs. Mm -hmm. The private schools, the Catholics mostly, right? It used yeah, to be yeah. privates versus oh. Catholics, right? Play well, heck, the Super Eight and uh, Mass High they, School they, hockey. Yeah, I mean, they play their own tournament, and right. then the winner of divisionally, the winner of the public mm -hmm. and the winner of the private play each other for the city title. And oh, like, okay. That's kind of fire because now right. you have like the private school and public right. school. But that's kind of typically over the years what the, well, like the D one and the Super Eight high school tournaments have been around here too. It's like you know ultimately you end up with like the private and the public and yeah. you know being you know you're always kind of pulling for the public as you I just I just don't I just don't understand how that's something that has existed within the structures of a public school interscholastic athletic association for as long as it has, um, and I don't think it's fair. Um, I just don't, I just don't think it's fair. Um, and I think honestly, long and short of it, especially at like the marquee divisions is that like, to be honest, it encourages cheating. It encourages programs to have to compensate for the notion that like, well, I got to play this school that can recruit the 55 best athletes in their area. So maybe I should, you know, start talking to some people who live three towns over and see if they don't have an uncle who lives in my town. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not what we're trying to teach here. And that's not yeah. what we're trying to do here. That's not what high school sports is all about. And and so I think that's an issue that that nobody's the MIA certainly isn't talking about it. Um, and I'm kind of at the point after cancer where I'm just like, I'm just gonna say what I have to say. I'm so tired of of kind of being like, oh well, don't don't talk about that because people are gonna get frustrated, they're gonna get angrier. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> no, it's what's fair. Now is there's fair. a soundbite. Yeah, that's a soundbite. Like, what's fair is fair. What I think is what I think, yeah, and like I, I'm, you know, whatever y'all decide, I'll abide by the rules and I'll right. play by it, and I'll, you know, like whatever the tournament structure is, whatever you know, public-private relationship is, man, I'm a Massachusetts Mm -hmm. guy. I'm a high school football coach. I live in this thing. I'm going to keep coaching it. But, like, also the notion that, like, I'm not going to say in public sphere that I think it's crazy that a a school that can actively recruit its athletes has to, you know, is able to compete in the playoffs against a school that does not have that ability to me is ridiculous. Why is that even a problem that we're – well, at least the good news from the Belmont perspective is St. John's Prep is not Division Three. Thank, so, thank uh, the good you know, Lord. Yeah, there no. you go. <laughs> you know, but you know, maybe a couple of years from now, we might be seeing the Marauders, uh, you know, battling Algonquin. Uh, you know, how cool high is that? School. Like, I'm sorry. Or like, how about Western Mass Minichuk? Quick trivia, Coach. Where's Minichuk High School that, located? Oh, name the town. Name the town. I think it. I think. Nope. Hold on. Give me a second. I can throw a hint out at you. Give me a hint. Birthplace of Friendly's ice cream. Oh my God. What's that in like? Man. Dude, I, I was dude, I went to high school dude, out around dude, there, so I should dude, know dude, where Minichug is. Dude, dude, dude. Oh, that's the end of time. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Give me the first letter of the town. What? What? It's not it's not Worcester. No. Wilbraham. Bingo. Ding ding ding. All right. Good job there, Coach. That was pretty good. I almost said that. <laughs> it was almost your first choice. Nah, I was right. like, nah. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, but I, I think, Todd, I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do. I think, like, dude, if this school's enrollment is the same as our school's enrollment, mm-hmm. right, I think it would be cool that there's a, you know, there's a week two matchup against Lemonster. Mm-hmm. You know, hop in the bus and drive out to Lemonster and play out there. You know, and for them to I think come you said in, it right the first time. <laughs> yeah, and for and for us to like come into the city, you know, for them to come in and play mm-hmm. us at Belmont, man, like I think that would be kind of cool and bring our state together a little bit because you know, as somebody who has spent time in Eastern, Central, and Western Mass, um, there's like three Massachusettses. They're yeah, there not. Sure they're are. not the same. <laughs> I mean, there's inside the 495 corridor. There's 495 corridor to like. Amherst, and then there's well, this their- corridor believes it's the only corridor. <laughs> and there's no other problem, <laughs> right? And then, and then there's like there be dragons territory yeah. pushing out to Pittsfield out there. You know, like we don't even know what's going on right. out there. Exactly. Um, so, like, I think it would be kind of cool to bring but the our, foliage our is state pretty. Together. It is beautiful. <laughs> I actually love it out there, man. It's great stuff out there. So like, yeah, but you, you know, I think it would be cool to be able to bring the bring the three regions of our state together a little bit more in the regular season, not just in like a state title game, but like in a regular season game and have that measure of parity would be awesome. Um, mm. I, I think, and you know, I, I mean, I'm, I don't really have a life. So like, what am I doing on a Friday night that I can't sit on a bus for an hour and a half to go out and, and play a game, come back the other way. You know, I got my headphones, I got my Netflix. <laughs> I watch, I watch the office on the way back on my phone, you know, like, no worries. There you go. Um, if we Good win, if we win, idea. if we if we lose, I just eat my turkey sub and I'm super grumpy. <laughs> and you have your appetite back, and that's great. Oh too, my so, god, yeah, so. food is like a whole new thing for me, brother. It is mm-hmm. 
awesome. I'm starting to chomp down the list of All food right. to eat. I'm pretty fired up. Well, we're about to wrap up here. We have a little surprise for you, but that we're actually oh, we're going to do that off air as far as uh, helping you oh, out with gosh. the uh, with the appetite. But anyway, uh, I do want to. Uh, you know, it, it's been uh, you know it's been another great season. It has, it's man. been doing this is fun, and I kind of look forward to continuing it Me again too. Uh, um, next I year. I want to thank you guys too for for everything that you guys do at BMC and you two, Todd, Jeremy Mazurva, our, yeah. uh, our fine uh, executive producer, BHS Sports Television, but just for being willing to give to give the time you know to do this and to call games and to sit and have this conversation i mean it's time out of your day and and, and you know you're not making the big bucks well and out of this. yours mr uh volunteer 2019 volunteer of the year <laughs> the, the MC. we did not forget that here folks uh, i got honey got that's right literally a jar honey, of honey. And, and, a, and a plaque or and a plaque yeah, there you I, go. I, so I, you the plaque is hanging in my house i'm very proud of that and, and a mug so's the honey no and I, <laughs> nope honey. i tried the honey octavio honey that's by good. octavio's oh, Belmont yeah. honey and uh and the mug don't yeah, forget, don't forget the mug. It okay. says Volunteer of the Year right on it. So oh, I, right. I, I drink my coffee in the morning, and I, I think about all my altruism for Belmont Media Center. <laughs> no, I love you guys, man. You, you guys have been a part of my family here in Belmont, and, and you mm. do so much for our, our school athletes and community, and, and I just I can't thank you enough. Um, well, we can't thank you enough for helping to make uh, football relevant again here oh. in uh, Belmont, like you said. Well, huh? well, it's like I'm just using your word. <laughs> you're throwing your words right back at you, but Oof. no, it's true. So, I mean, otherwise, you know, if it wasn't such a, you know, a, you know, if it wasn't such a more, you know, community embraced event again or yeah. a sport, we wouldn't be doing these podcasts. Amen. And uh, we've been having a lot of fun with these. Well, so, uh, you know, keep congrats, it rocking. Yeah, congrats on this year. Congrats on the six years, and best of all, congrats at uh, beating cancer. Thank uh, you. Hopefully, thank you. hopefully for hopefully. good. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. for good. Hopefully for good. Amen. But uh, we do want to also uh, remind you as we wrap up our fourth season here talking with the coach, uh, all of our uh, podcasts with Coach Cube can be found online at belmontmedia.org slash podcasts, also on soundcloud.com by searching Belmont Media, and you can listen at your own convenience by downloading the free SoundCloud app. You should be, there's no reason why you don't have a SoundCloud app already. That's where all the rappers are. <laughs> You're right. There you go. Uh, it's available both iTunes and Google Play stores. <laughs> so until next season for Coach Q, I'm Todd Bloniars. Say go Marauders because no matter what season it is, it's Sago Marauders. It, Winter it, sports. It's applicable. And thank you once again for checking out the TOC Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. 